Welcome back, dear listeners. This is our final episode dedicated to Marie Antoinette. For now, at least. Judging from the stats, she's been your favorite listen thus far. So what better way to say bon nuit to the queen than to recount the tale of the doomed queen's ghost? As with any famous historical figure, especially one who died a violent, tragic death, there have been many sightings of Marie Antoinette's ghost since her death 226 years ago. She is frequently seen wearing her elegant clothes in her bedchambers, and people claim that objects move on their own accord and that they experience cold spots. She's also frequently seen in the Trianon, as well in the Conciergerie, which is the prison in Paris where she spent her final days. All pretty normal, I'd say, for a ghost story. But perhaps the most fantastical visitation of the Queen's ghost happened in 1901. Two women, Charlotte Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain, British academics and highly respected at that, took a tour of Versailles on August 10th, 1901. Remember the date because it's important to the story. Like pretty much anyone who sees the awe-inspiring palace, the women were impressed but wanted to see Marie Antoinette's private palace, Le Petit Trianon. On that day, the main road to the Trianon was closed. Not having anything better to do, they decided to walk off the beaten path and took a stroll through the gardens. If your horror movie senses are tingling, this is where things start to get real. They found the paths to be wild and overgrown and crossed bridges that were not on the map. All the while, they walked in silence and both felt overcome by a suffocating sadness and sense of foreboding. But neither said anything, thinking that they'd ruin the other's good time, so they pressed on. One saw a woman in the window of a stone cottage. The woman was shaking out a piece of white cloth. Next, they saw men in gray-green uniforms that they assumed were gardeners for the palace. They later described seeing more people out in the Queen's Hameau, which was a little village where she would go to feel like a normal person. The people they saw, however, weren't moving, and they described the scene as a tableau vivant, basically a living picture. Things took a turn for the creepy when they came upon a man with a face marred by smallpox. He had an evil presence about him. Mercifully, a handsome man came running up to them and told them the way back to the palace, told them to hurry. They crossed one more bridge and came upon a beautiful woman in a thin white summer's dress with a large sun hat sketching in the garden. She had fair hair and was dressed elegantly but the women thought it strange to see somebody dressed in period costume. As they began to make their way back to the chateau, that suffocating feeling finally lifted and the two went back to their hotel. Both were deeply unsettled by the events of the afternoon, but again, they were academics. They felt foolish sharing such an unbelievable story. They went back to England and it took them a full week later to bring up what had happened. It was a situation where they were recalling details and each of them were like, what? Me too. And by the end of the conversation, they were fully of the mind that they had time slipped and somehow ended up in a memory of Marie Antoinette's. You see, after they started recalling details, they believed that those gardeners they saw were actually the Swiss guards, the royal family's bodyguards. The Swiss guards had been massacred by the Parisian mob on August 10th 1792. Also on August 10th, 1792, was the day that Louis XVI was arrested. Yes, August 10th. The evil man they ran into looked like the Comte Vaudray, 
which I am so sorry, I cannot pronounce this guy's name, the abusive alleged lover of the Duchess de Polignac, who was despised by Marie Antoinette. The running man who told them to hurry back to the palace, they believed to have been some sort of servant sent to alert the queen of the mob that was headed to Versailles to kill her. Last, they believed the elegant woman sketching in the garden to be none other than the queen herself. The two women tried to convince a Ghostbusters-like team to go investigate, but they declined. So Moberly and Jourdain decided to go back and investigate themselves. They made several trips in the coming years, but each time found Versailles to look completely different than it had that fateful day. In 1911, they published a book called An Adventure under pen names. The book recounted the story of what happened that day, and it was an immediate sensation. This was prime time for the spiritualists, remember? Now that I say that, I wonder what Sir Arthur Conan Doyle thought about all of this. Anyway, the book was popular, but had many critics who dismissed it outright. There have been many theories to explain the day's events, but probably my favorite one involves the French poet Robert de Montesquieu. Montesquieu lived near the palace, and being a dandy, enjoyed having these ostentatious little garden parties in full period costume with his friends on the palace grounds. So I don't know what I wish more for this story, that it was really Marie Antoinette's ghost, or that they just stumbled into a nerdy dandy's garden party. I hope you enjoyed examining the life of Marie Antoinette as much as I did. Join me next week for more spirits as we look at the life of the Victorian writer who began the tradition of Christmas ghost stories. (laughs) 